Good morning. I wonder what you remember about your first word. A woman I was at school with told me that her first word was no, purely because she was forever doing something that she shouldn't do. So the word no was repeated regularly. We learn other words as we grow up, but the words not allowed become a part of our vocabulary. Granted, some of us would have been brought up more strictly than others who had more freedom in what they did. But the expected behaviour of us all will have varied depending on culture, parents' expectations and their outlook on life and also schooling. But all of us will be familiar with those words and will have learnt them at a fairly early age. As we become adults, our lives contain a fair proportion of rules from the council, the government and other institutions, all of which will hopefully impose fair rules about living for our own good and for the welfare of all, although it's not always the case. Recently, my husband started getting COVID symptoms and so following government guidelines, we isolated ourselves at home but we were also told that he needed to get a test. To do this entailed leaving the house. I remember getting very confused as to what the government wanted us to do. Did they want us to stay at home or did they want us to leave the house? Surely that would mean spreading COVID symptoms. We spend quite a lot of time researching on the internet and talking about this. But during the course of that conversation, the words not allowed came up frequently. Eventually, we did get a drive-in test, so which did not mean that he had to get out of the car. But the point I want to make is that our lives are riddled with rules, government rules, council rules, unspoken and unwritten rules, rules of etiquette, family rules, school rules, I could go on. They clearly play a big part in our lives and are essential to the smooth running of society, maintaining order and protecting liberties. Today we are looking at Mark 3 as part of a series of sermons and we are looking at the story of Jesus the miracle worker when he healed the paralyzed hand of a man in the Sycanoc. Jesus had come to spread the good news and was visiting synagogues all over Galilee. He was healing people and forcing evil spirits and demons out of people. Prior to this, the Pharisees who were fixated on rule breaking asked Jesus the question about his disciples working on the Sabbath or the day of worship as it is called in my Bible. Instead of catching Jesus out, he challenges the Pharisees asking if they have ever read the story of David and his men when they were hungry. And he informs them that the day of worship was made for people, not people for the day of worship. Why were 
why the Pharisees so fixated on keeping the Sabbath as a day of rest? Well, for one, it is included in the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. It goes on to say that we should work for six days and keep the seventh day free because God created the world in six days and then rested. We are also told that in Exodus 31 and 35 that anyone who does not keep the Sabbath should be put to death. Jewish law states that there are 39 different activities that cannot take place on the Sabbath. These include ploughing, sewing, baking, tying and untying. Each of these activities has a detailed explanation as to what is allowed and what isn't. There is one reason why the Jews are allowed to break their Sabbath and that is if someone is dying or a woman is in labour. But you might start to understand why the Pharisees were so tenacious about keeping the law. We now read that Jesus was in the synagogue and he asked the audience a question and was sad at the lack of response. Jesus already knows that the Pharisees are looking for an excuse to accuse him of breaking the Sabbath rule. They are looking to catch him out. We can visualise the Pharisees watching and waiting, nudging each other, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Wait, look, here we come. And once the miracle was performed, that's not allowed. But Jesus asked the people a question. Now, when someone asks you a question, you get an opportunity to answer, to explain, share, or even question. We may not know the answer or know what to say at times, but Jesus was offering an opportunity for the Pharisees to engage with him so he can explain the significance of the Sabbath and about caring for his fellow man. In a way, he could have been offering an olive branch to the Pharisees. Come on, engage with me. Let's look at this together. Let's have a discussion. Let's look at your understanding of the law. Sadly, for whatever reason, the Pharisees did not answer. But their hearts and minds were closed to their own belief and they missed an opportunity to gain understanding. I think that made Jesus sad. I think it was apparent to Jesus in the synagogue that the Pharisees were holding fast to the law as they understood it. They would not have wanted some stranger coming in and rocking the boat. The Pharisees were not about to change their argument for resting on the Sabbath for anyone especially a carpenter from Nazareth. We all have decisions to make every day of the week and sometimes we have them on Sundays too. Sometimes it's a small decision like a run out of milk, should I nip out to the shop buy some more or do, can I wait till Monday? 
clearly the decisions that we often face are not on the same level. And although the man's paralysed hand doesn't appear to be life-threatening, it most certainly affected the quality of his life. But you can imagine the Pharisee's argument. Why does he have to be to die? Jesus regarded the man with compassion and healed the man's hand there and then. I think Jesus would have done this any day of the week. But he wanted to show them that the day of worship was made for man and to reinforce the command of loving your neighbour as yourself. But the Pharisees are holding on so rigidly to the rules they cannot see the person or feel any compassion for his needs. The Pharisees had come with their minds already made up. They were not there to learn, they were not there to change, but to catch Jesus in action, breaking the law. This much is evident in verse 6. The Pharisees left and with Herod's followers they immediately plotted to kill Jesus. Makes me wonder, how do we respond to Jesus? Are we tied down by laws, a bit like me dithering whether my husband could get a test or not? Can we see through the laws and see the need of the people? What hardness of heart or preconceived expectations do we have? When we have hard heart, we do not hear what Jesus is saying to us. Jesus was a radical. Certainly he did not do everything by the law, but he had a heart of compassion and he demonstrated that he cared for people. Jesus desired that the Pharisees change their heart, attitudes, way of thinking and allow themselves to be changed. What does God want us to change? And more to the point, are we willing? This week, as we go about our daily chores, our job, our isolation at home, what rules and laws are stopping us from responding wholeheartedly to Jesus? and allowing him to change us so that we can respond with love and compassion to those who need it. Will we choose to hold on to old patterns of behaviour or is this an opportunity to draw closer to God and become more like him? I know this second lockdown is proving hard but it also gives us time to reflect on our relationship with God with less interruptions and distractions and to think about how we want to emerge from this period of seclusion. Let's respond to Jesus, particularly when he asks us the question. Let's engage with him and ask him to help us to really understand what he is saying with fresh eyes, a willing heart and mind and a desire to grow more and more like Christ each day. Amen.